0: Checking for me, checking for me. Ain't no early. Checking for me, checking for me. Burr, burr. Winter is weeping. So, might as well warm your soul and sense of humor with Ain't Nobody Checking for Me Pod, which you just tuned into. I'm Rachel Jarofsky.
1: I'm Cody Wilkins. And thank you, listeners, for fighting the title this evening or this afternoon or this morning. Look, you could listen, whatever. That's the beauty of modern technology. You fought the title. You've tuned in, checking for the kids. We're excited to have you. Rachel, who are you checking for this week?
0: Um, I am checking for adult regression. And by that, I mean, I'm fully experiencing it. Do you go home, Cody, and just like straight up regress to, you know, back to your teenage self, maybe even younger?
1: Pretty much, yes. I mean, I have a habit of whenever I come home, only packing underwear and socks and then just wear all my old clothes. I've never felt like... (laughs) Like more of a guy who's just reliving the glory days. I'm wearing like high school soccer sweats all over the house.
0: It's like that. It's right like that. I mean, it's it's honestly creepy. It's like one minute you're a fully realized bill-paying adult and then you go home and suddenly you got big fetus energy, you know? <laughs> it's. Ha- I mean, literally every meal has been provided for me since I came home. I'm out here wearing my UGG boots from high school while, like, blasting Usher's Love in this club from a CD playing stereo. You know, this is, it's it's a haunting experience that I'm living.
1: I hear, you know, Big Fetus Energy is actually the best thing I've heard in 2020, and I plan on taking it into the year 2021, or as I'd like to call it, the year one PC. Uh, that is one <laughs> one post-corona. So, uh, Big Fetus Energy <laughs> coming with me.
0: Coming at you. Um Anyways, uh, Cody, who is it that you are checking for?
1: I'm going to be honest. It's still that time where I'm checking for the microwave because there there's go. mad leftovers over this way, you know? And in the spirit of Big Fetus Energy, if I can't consume it in, uh, immediately, then I really don't want it. You're not going to catch me cooking when there's Tupperware filled to the hill. You know what I mean? That's what I'm on. Now, Now, Rich, I got to know who, if anybody, has anybody been checking for you this week?
0: Yes. Manhattan Mini Storage has been checking for me for a few weeks now and I'm getting tired of it. I um I side hustled a few weeks ago and helped a friend move. Basically I just like packed up a room, oversaw the movers. Uh, did I mention I do have a BFA? <laughs> <laughs> that bachelor in fine arts really you get creative with what you do with it. Um but it was great. It was easy. It was financially necessary. The only thing that sucked was when I actually arrived at her storage unit in Manhattan, mini storage, you know, just to make sure like all her shit arrived, the ducks were in a row. They folks at storage unit thought that I was the keeper of the account. So they got me like signing contracts, giving my social security, you know, no, thank you. I'm like making blood binding agreements with Manhattan Mini Storage. Um, and now they're calling me with promo. You know, they're, 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 they're thinking I, it's me. It's my shit. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, how do I explain to them? I'm only the lowly task rabbit. <laughs> um, so, so that's who's checking for me. And what do you know? It's someone that I don't want checking for me. That's just. Classic. It be like that says white people on twitter now anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) rachel you realize it's your bfa to blame you just it is you played your friends so well they said this woman obviously she she owns things she has more (laughs) things than she has space this is the sort of person we're dealing with so that's 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 what you get for being talented sorry wow
0: thank you so much um cody who is checking for you
1: oh man Proud to say, absolutely nobody. I have just been tucked away from the world. It's been cool. I got to got to the bottom of my Twitter page the other day, and I thought mm, I should start reading books again. And then. <sighs> I I decided to see what else was on this little website. So I clicked the three little dot, dot, dots. It's more. I found there's a a page called Twitter Analytics where they will show you whether you like it or not, how many people fuck with you, and or how many people have decided to stop fucking with you because of the things you put on the Internet. And let me tell you, no one is checking for me. In fact, they are abandoning me like a sinking ship, and I'll take it. I'll take it Uh, because now I have more time and energy to check for folks like our guest. Who I'm very excited to have.
0: Ooh, so am I. I, my heart is pounding. I am salivating at the mouth, just like all our listeners are, who are just like, <laughs> who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Our listeners are out here panting like my dog. Shout out my dog, Indy, who pants like our listeners when they're waiting to hear who <laughs> our guest is going to be, but you're going gonna to have to stop and chill. Because you got to hear a fire beat from Nate before you hear the guest. Ha 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 ha. We'll be back. And we are back. With our very special guest, some would call her the get of the century, and I would agree. We got the one, the only, Courtney Sauls in the virtual studio. Hello.
2: Hello. Great to see you. Good to see you. I just saw you, though.
0: It's true. It's true. Because uh, for those who don't know, Courtney is an actress, yoga teacher, extraordinaire. She's also a homie, lover, and friend, according to her Instagram bio. (laughs) And it's so true. I'm like, that is very accurate. I think Um, it
2: is. Thank you.
0: But, Court, we also went ahead and took the deep dive into your IMDb page, which is (laughs) – it's it's painful for our guests to hear their bios sort of regurgitated back at them. But we did bump into a bunch of big credits from you. Some of them are not true, though, just so you know. Okay, Dear White People is definitely true.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but, like, there's one on there that needs to come off. um, But – should I tell you?
1: Yeah, wait, which one?
2: <laughs> Pose, for whatever reason. I don't know who is who it was, but I'm not on Pose. And um, but I was just like, well, I won't take it off because like someday, someday somebody will take it off. But just so you know, I can't tell you anything about working on that show because I wasn't <laughs> on it. <laughs> Well, we might as well end the call now. Um, I thought that was why you called me on here today, so (laughs) sorry. We got her. We got
0: her here today, and it is truly a joy.
2: Hi. I'm so excited to be here today.
1: And we're so excited to have you here, and this is great. Uh, Just a lot of, you all can't see it, but a lot of beaming smiles on the line today. (laughs) Courtney, I'd like to get started with one question, and that is, how have you done all of this without a website? Because every overpriced seminar I go to <laughs> on how to make it on on screen is practically sponsored by Squarespace. And I'm like, Courtney's out here doing a diggity damn thing. So, uh yeah. what's good?
2: I don't know. I, th- I mean, I guess I should have one. I literally, like, do the bare minimum when it comes to the business part of this. And I know that I should probably, you know, like, Perhaps my career would be further along if I actually like did those things. But I just want to act. I'm just like, I'm like one of those old school, like I'm just an artist. I'm just out here trying to like play characters. And I'm not really that interested in creating a website. But again, I'm sure at some point it'll have to be done, but I'm waiting until I have, I can hire somebody to do it for me. That's really what's happening. I'm waiting until I get to that point. Um, But also I think partly it's that I have worked with a lot of friends and like a lot of my jobs have come just from like relationships so it's not I don't necessarily have to do a lot of like selling myself which again I know is a big part of the business.
0: Cody and I were just talking about that like this idea of navigating Hollywood with your community and like coming up as a pack Um, and how was that sort of that's been your experience more or less correct?
2: Absolutely. I've just been lucky enough. I went to a performing arts high school in Houston and um, Justin Simeon, who's the creator of Dear White People, he went as well. So we already had a relationship. And so when we both moved out to LA after college, you know, we reconnected and a lot of the people from my high school did because a lot of them, cool enough, they actually pursued their art area after high school, which I think is really, you know, an anomaly, but, um, they did. And so we would just kind of like get together and, you know, I, I was uh, was available. Like, what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. What can I do? How can I, you know? And he's like, yeah, do this. And so after so long of doing things for free, he finally decided he was gonna pay me for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. Hello, thank <laughs> you. Shout out <laughs> to Justice Sivius. Sign the <laughs> checks. Actually you're not. Um I think it's uh Lionsgate that's actually signing the checks, but you know. Uh thank you Justice Sivius for putting me on. Um and from there, you know, just like the community growing outward. That's how I met Lena Waith and right. Tiffany Johnson and all of the really cool creators, Dime Davis, that um are kind of in my circle. So I've been lucky in that way. But
0: yeah, I mean Cody and I went to high school together. It's the same thing, same thing over here.
1: Oh, yeah. I and know.
0: We have promised each other the minute the <laughs> opportunity comes <A> minute. <laughs> to <laughs> employ. Uh till then we'll just be Venmoing each other back and
1: forth. um. Literally just passing back the same $17 on Venmo.
0: Right. No, it's so true. It's like you got to have your crew. You all come up together. I feel like the other – I feel like the challenge in that, though, is like staying right with yourself because you can't – it's so easy for that like, well, my friend did this and then I didn't do what my friend did. It's like so hard to – only keep your eyes on your own paper,
2: absolutely, and also to not necessarily take it personally when your friends just you know are not able to give you the opportunities that you think you deserve, you know because it is at the end of the day as much as we are talking about like you know, this community and the camaraderie and the art- artistry of it, it uh, it's still a business. Going back to that very first question about the website it is still a business. And so there have been times where there have been disappointments and like, oh, I, you know, I wasn't able to do this or I wasn't able to do that. And also like remembering that everybody's still trying to Get their se- get themselves, you know, get their right. foot in the door as well, and so I think it's, it's it's important to like work with your friends and people that you respect, obviously, and like you've seen them like come up. But I also like one of my favorite things that I was able to do was when I booked Brockmeyer, because it has nothing to do with anybody I knew, and I was like, oh, I like did this on my own. Like it was not, yeah. it's not just because they felt sorry for me. I actually somebody thought I was talented. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> And so like, real. that was a really great boost because it was like, okay, you know, um, and I am looking forward to like, just more of that of like, I would, I would love to work with my friends. I think they're so talented and freaking dope, but also getting out there too. And just like creating your own way and your own path. I think there's a, be a balance. I think definitely
0: meeting new people. It's like going to camp for the summer. You got your camp friends <laughs> and you're like, damn, I didn't know. I knew how to make friends outside of school. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It is that. Well, to us, you seem quite checked for, um, I mean, website or not. I mean, a website is <laughs> honestly performative checkery. It's like, time out New York, maybe said this about me, but I could also <laughs> be lying. Um, how how do you personally define being checked for? And what does that look like to you?
2: I think it it's really kind of like basic, but um, just like, When people are interested in you. And and when I say interested, like when they are interested in knowing more about you. So whether they decide to like scroll down your Instagram or they, you know, wanna show up at your yoga class or they decide they wanna keep watching whatever show you're on. Or if, if you're not an actor, you know, they wanna listen to your music or they wanna read your book or they're just interested in you and what you're creating. The other part of me which is like more the practical part of me feels like there's also this definition of being checked for that has to do with, are you being, I don't want to just use the word paid because that sounds like so yep. lame, but someone could be interested in you and just be like, Oh, I'm interested in you. But like, I'm not trying to really give you opportunities to like to um, grow and shine.
0: Welcome to every general meeting where you leave with a water bottle.
1: Right, and a compliment. <laughs> I bet you
2: you get that a lot, Rach, because I I don't know how anybody. I'm sure you too, Cody, but I know Rachel. But like, I don't know how anybody could not be interested in you. You are one of the most interesting people I know. And it's like, but that Thank is you. like one part of it. But then it's like, but what you gonna do about it?
1: Right. right. I'm curious in this journey towards Mount Bookington, which you've now ascended. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious about those moments where. You felt like you're just working your tail off, you know, this audition, this monologue class, this, that, and the other. You're doing all the work and kind of no, no one is checking for you. Or there isn't – you don't see a correlation between the work and the recognition. And I'm curious how – where did the endurance come from inside of you? Where did the motivation the endurance come from to keep pushing? Because your boy over here is tired. What are
2: you talking about? Like, let's talk about the time when. You mean like everything <laughs> – Today do it on. Cause I've just finished teaching two yoga classes because I'm like, let me go ahead and do that hustle so I can get these bills <laughs> Like it is still that. It is still that. And I you know, a part of me I think, and this is gonna sound so corny, I already know as it's coming out, but like I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. A part of me I think had to develop um a like this part of my brain that like you like loves that hustle too a little bit like mm-hmm. looks at that part of it as being also the part of like the the artistry of like okay how can i manage this like i have two auditions and i have to also go teach these classes and i also have to like i'm also like a wife and living my life and like like how do i manage all these things and also like show up as my best in all of these areas you know mm-hmm. and like am i going to take this class is it worth my money what like all these things and i find that problem solving part Is also like creative, is creative thinking as well. Like, I think of that, I use, I think of like using my right side of the brain to do that rather than just like the logical, practical, okay, here's my schedule, here's what I have to do. I kind of try to think of that as like, how like a video game <laughs> like God. life is video game. like how do i yeah. maneuver around this and how do i do this because otherwise it is fucking exhausting can you curse on here sorry yeah it absolutely. is exhausting <laughs> this I is a Christian
0: podcast
1: <laughs> we had a, we had a long talk with our sponsors and they said uh oh sorry they said nothing we don't have any say whatever the fuck <laughs> you want you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> it's true say anything you want um, wow
2: wow 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 i love you guys
0: But it's true. It's like putting the pieces of the puzzle together is kind of invigorating in and of itself. I mean, there's moments where it's not invigorating and it's like, okay, I'm over this. But then there are days where it's like, I took the train into the city and I hit an audition and then I went to teach Jewish children a Hebrew song and then I like made it to my rehearsal at night. And this is, of course, pre-pandemic. And you're just like, wow, you know, it's we're gonna make it after all. You know what I mean? You really feel (laughs) that way, you know, throw the hat like Mary Tyler. And then other days you're just exhausted from it. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I think that like you have to acknowledge those days when you're exhausted and just be like, okay, today. I am not, I'm not doing it. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As Whitney would say to Bobby, I'm not doing <laughs> it today, <laughs> you know, but then other days it is, it's that Rachel where it's like, oh, I'm running here. I'm doing that. And if I stop to think about how ridiculous it is that I'm having to do all that, it it's Depressing. But if I can continue the momentum and be like, this is going to take me somewhere. I I also think that it's a little bit of like that faith, that trust. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily a religious person per se, but I definitely like, you know. I'm that gangsta yogi. I'm you know, out <laughs> Sunday service. <laughs> I'm gangsta yogi, you know? And I do believe that like this is the life that's meant for me. And I believe that for you too as well. And I imagine that you believe that for yourself as well. And that's what also keeps me going. It's like, oh, but like, I I will, I just want to be a working actor. I that's it. I just want to be a working actor. My dream is that I am that person that they're like. I know that, girl. I know I know her. From, I don't need to be Halle Berry,
1: okay? Right. I'm not <laughs>
2: trying to be Sam L, okay? I just want to be that where it's like, oh, she's been in literally everything, and she's bomb in literally everything. And, like, that is – and I know that that is my destiny, so I just keep working towards it.
1: Amen. Or should I say, yeah. namaste. You feel namaste. me? Namaste.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel you on, like <laughs> – the working actress spot where it's like, yeah, you want to work, get your money, get your credits. But one way I certainly don't want to be checked for is in the way that famous people are checked for, right? Like if you become Holly Berry, then people are checking for you 100% of the time. You can't cough in public. I mean, no one can cough in public anymore, but you can't go outside (laughs) and be yourself. You can't hit the corner store because everybody's checking for you. Yeah, I I need that fly under the radar fame.
2: That's like literally what like I want I just wanted like be working all the time doing like doing things that I love making money okay right there you go and, <laughs> okay let's not forget it. I want to be making right. money now I'm right. some bread. <laughs> <laughs> Get money. but I yeah I'm just not I'm not interested in like the Hollywood lifestyle and I don't think that I ever really was but I probably went through a phase in my like Early twenties, where I was like, "Okay, I'm moving to Hollywood," but it was sh- short lived. Like growing yeah. up, loving theater, and like being an artist, as you guys know, and like I never really was like, "I'm gonna be," you know, whoever, Denzel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just using all the black like all the famous right. black actors. I was saying right. all in this one in this one episode, but um, I I think mm, that is also what keeps me motivated because it's not like. If I if I wasn't like that at my age I'd be like, "Oh, well it's over for me. There's right. no fucking way. There's no way, you know. But I do know that like I am right on the precipice of of being where, like where it is attainable mm-hmm.
0: as a bystander like it's it seems like things are happening and changing for you by the very reality that you have given up several of your yoga classes. Because you're on, you're work. You don't have time. A downward dog will have to wait for uh, Sundays. You know, <laughs> only Sundays for a downward dog. Uh, and it's so it's true. So things things have been moving and shifting in a direction that feels you know powerful and and really awesome to watch. I'm curious, like you know. You are really you're my favorite yoga teacher out in the game right now. Um, it's true. i swear. I'm about Chloe, to where you to.
2: be, where you be in the classes.
1: Uh every time I think about yoga, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna stay on the couch.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how I get it. I'm gonna tell him
2: that they be lit. They be lit. I believe.
1: They are you. lit. They are
0: you. lit. So where has yoga fit into your journey? Because it's, I feel like it maybe started, at, my guess is it started as the side hustle, but it's become such a beautiful part of who you are. So how does it, how does it feed all this other stuff and even maybe keep you going,
2: mm-hmm. if at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, giving up my classes was a, was a, a big step because I do love yoga and I do love teaching yoga. And I think that I have like, you know, there's, you don't see a lot of black yoga teachers. Um, And I think I bring a voice to that. And I also am not afraid to talk about like social issues in my classes. That's actually something that I've been really focusing on this past year. But even before that, just bringing the black woman perspective, the black American woman perspective to yoga without even having to talk about the fact that like, I'm, you know, even talk about social justice. It's like just me teaching is already like a something, but, um, yoga for me, to be completely honest, when I first moved out to LA, I wasn't acting like at all. Like I, I came from New York. I went to NYU. Um, and when I moved out here, I kind of moved out here cause my little sister was about to go to school and my mom was like, okay, well, Listen, I can't have a titty over here and a titty over here. Okay? <laughs> so, if you want to still suck on this titty, you got to move over here cuz it's sister and I tell this story like this every single time. Like, honestly, I wasn't I I wasn't ready to let like, go of that titty cuz like I, she was helping me. She was she yes. was helping me and I was like, "Oh, I have to like actually like make enough money to ride for myself in New York Mm -hmm. City and my sister wasn't going to school in like Oklahoma she was coming to LA so I was like well I'll just move out to LA so I moved a little prematurely I wasn't really ready to move but it felt like okay well I just financially this is like I'm not gonna move home um and so I came out here and I was super depressed I was working at a restaurant I was like not acting didn't have any representation wasn't in classes just like Oh, for like almost a year. And then my mom was like, why don't you go back to yoga? Cause I had started yoga in New York and was like mm-hmm. really getting into that practice. And I started yoga out here. And in my, in one of my trainings, I decided to do a training like a year later. It was the first time that I actually said out loud to people that I was an actor. Like I was like ashamed wow. to say that because yeah. they were going to ask like, well, what have you done? What have you been, Wait, you know? And then what yeah. am I going to tell them? Right. Oh, literally nothing.
1: Right. People, people be like, what, what What have I seen you in? Yoga class, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, I haven't done, like, either, at that point, not even really a short. Like, I wasn't even really, really reconnected with Justin yet. So I wasn't even doing his, like, indie short things. It was, like, nothing. So I said it out loud, and it was, like, so, it felt like a dam broke. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. so, like, oh, my God, I'm not giving up on this. Like, this is really what I want to do. And once I was able to say that, it's, again, all these things I know sound so, like, corny, whatever, but that's how everybody's life story sounds after the fact, you know? Like, everybody, when they be behind the music, it always sounds like this. But, but, like, I, for me, that was, like, when I, like, came out of this depression of, like, oh, I was depressed because I was denying who, like, what I love to do and, like, who I am. And, like, now I'm able to acknowledge that and, like, opened up for me. And from then on, like things started happening because I was just claiming it, you know? Right. And so for me, yoga will always have a special place in my heart because it allowed me to like come back to myself and like what I, and like get my voice back. Yeah. And I think teaching is a way, teaching in some ways is, an, is an, an expression. Like I do feel like I'm acting in some way.
0: You open each class with a monologue, I would say. Legitimately a monologue. Uh, Like I
2: open with a monologue. I'm like, this is my opening monologue. And then, and for me, I'm creating a story because like, it's like a theme and then like the poses are like the characters. And it's like, I create a full, like, like an hour long story with my yoga classes and experience. And that to me is create, it's art as well. So I feel like I'm getting my creative juices out in yoga as well. But also try to keep it right, keep it tight. You know? Right, right. right. That's why I be looking like this. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yoga, nature's Botox.
2: With a little bit of actual Botox. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Botox, science's yoga.
0: Right, there you go. Uh, Shout out Botox. (laughs) Hey, Botox, if you want a piece of this, we will take anyone as a sponsor.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) Botox. Not like a place that does to, just Botox.
1: Botox, I'm tired
2: it.
0: Botox as a concept. You know, in capitalism, everything is a form of monetization. All right, you're right. You're right. You're right um but w- honestly what you're saying deeply resonates with me as you and everyone else and all our listeners know i am a jewish jester for children that's sort of like my day job aka jewish educator and i i think there's times where it really uh, – similar to, like, yoga, it can function as, like, a stage of sorts, especially, like, now that it's on Zoom. It's literally, like, the Rachel Jarofsky Jewish Ed Hour comedy <laughs> special. <laughs> um, and – but I, I think that there's also moments where I'm, like moment, – darker moments where I'm, like, man, this is – somehow this is getting in the way of, like – doing the actual thing, even when like, that's not necessarily true, the full picture. Has there been moments where like, you've fallen, you've fallen prey to that narrative with yoga?
2: Yes, I've definitely fallen prey to that and kind of blamed other things on like, why it's not, it's not working. And again, I think it's like, uh, I think it's just like that perspective which is like, why don't I just use this to like, I, I used yoga to also build a confidence in me that I did not have Mm -hmm. when I was going into rooms and auditioning for people and stuff. Like I, it was, it was more about like, please give me the job. Cause of course I wanted the fucking job. Please give me the job. And in yoga, I was like the captain of the ship, right? It was, it was like you said, it was like, it was like, It's like Rachel Jarofsky's like story time. It's like my show. And so taking some of that power, you know, that I find in other aspects of my life and implementing it into the thing that I, that I want almost more than anything, you know, Mm -hmm. or one of the things that I want so much. And that's also something I started reframing because I, you know, for so long, I felt like, well, I can't get married. I can't have kids. I can't do this until I have my career set
0: classic false statement. Right. It's so that I have also believed.
2: Messed up. Because it's like so many of us believe that. Like my career is my thing. And then once that's set, I can do all these other things. But it's like, well honey, you might be way for honey, you might be way for a long time. And like I hate to that's that's a thing that like I didn't want to believe, but it's like that's I'm I'm living that life now. It's like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm it's fine. I'm I'm living I'm living. You still have to live your life. And whatever day job you have is also a part of living your life. And so it's not, it's a part of your life. It's not, it doesn't have control over you. You're, you know what I mean? You have control over that, you know, so you can use it any way you want.
1: I got to say that the thing that actually, according to you said that resonated with me most, um, is when you're talking about representation in yoga, there aren't very many Black yogis, right? In fact, I, I have done yoga once or twice in my in, in my spare time. And if you go, if you YouTube black yoga, you get like the same four women, and it's like, okay, oh, great, cool. Um, but similarly, in Hollywood, it seems like my Twitter page would have me feel that black is back in vogue, you know. And, and thanks to the current socio political climate, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, at all, it seems like every studio and their mother is talking about diversity and inclusion. And, I mean, you've been in the game for a minute now. You've been checked for. You've worked. I'm wondering, from your perspective, how authentic do you think that rallying cry is? And, and how do you feel about the future of black checkery in Hollywood?
2: How long do we have here?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> go off. Go off. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think that there is absolutely movement happening. I want to say that I think I don't want to come off as being like totally, you know, pessimistic about it. Cause that's just not true. There is movement happening and some of it is really genuine that people that there are doors like Michaela Cole, Misha Green, like Misha Green who created Lovecraft Country, which mm-hmm. if you haven't watched <laughs> get your life, you know, Michaela Cole, I may destroy you. Like mm-hmm. there, there is space not only for, because what I'm interested in, Cause I want a job obviously, but what I'm more interested in is black creators, you know, because it's one thing to have the white man in the office say, well, put a black girl as the best friend to like diversify the cast. And like, then it'll apply, then everybody will be interested. I'm not as interested in that because that's something they've been doing. I'm more interested in opening doors for um, black and brown creators, right? Mm. Queer creators, like where, who are, who are, who's creating these stories? Who's t- telling these stories, right? And so for me, I do think that there is little movement happening, but it's not enough to say that we fixed the problem and to, to act as though like Hollywood is so diverse and so inclusive now is a falsity. Like it's not true. Um, However, there are doors being opened a little bit And I see my sisters and brothers fucking opening it and Like barging and saying Okay, you gave me a little bit But look, this show is like going to blow your mind Because really, what you're able to see then Is like stories that are so layered, complex Intricate, interesting Because you're starting to get stories from people That are not just white
1: Right
2: And male, really You know what I mean? Because even a white woman ain't really getting getting, getting checked for, (laughs) you know? But ultimately, the people at the top are white. And the people at the top are white men. And, like, I'm sorry, but I don't necessarily trust them to say yay or nay to some of the choices that a black and brown creator is trying to make for their, their stories. Because what the hell do they know about it? And the ego is too tough to penetrate that they won't even they can't even say I don't know it's like they feel like they have to make a decision rather than say well why don't I call a friend phone a friend
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: like you don't actually know so like now it's being diluted these stories are being diluted by the people at the top that are saying I don't know if that's appropriate to you or to the audience that we're trying to talk to
1: I feel like we go for hours on this topic.
0: Through this crew? Let's start a book right. club. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: but uh, Courtney, I, it, you've kind of answered this question to a degree um, in black creatives, black storytellers, black executives. But we ask everybody, uh, who exactly are you checking for?
2: I'm checking for everybody black.
1: First
2: of all, I'm uh-huh. um, <laughs> for everybody black. OK, um, but specifically black women and, and black women in that storyteller, that creative role, that creator role. I think that's really something that's um, really inspiring to me and really like, I don't know, it's like bad bitch situation for me. And I I just I'm so fascinated by a black woman with those ideas. Cause I, I, myself, I'm a worker bee. Mm -hmm. Give me something and I can execute it. Great. Right. And I thought I get get joy in that, but I won't, I I don't necessarily, I'm not a, a, I, I don't necessarily write, you know, stories in that kind of way, but I can take what you you have and then I can work with you. Um, Mm -hmm. So I am always so like, intrigued by the person that like has all these stories in their minds, like that just create these stories. Cause my brain doesn't necessarily work in that way. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, and especially when you're a black woman doing it and able to do it at a level that at every turn, someone is trying to probably cut you off at the knees I just, that is who I am checking for. So the Lena Waits, the Issa Rays, the Michaela Coles, the Misha Greens, the Dime Davises, the Tiffany Johnson. That's my boo shout out to Tiffany Johnson. If y'all don't know <laughs> Tiffany Johnson, get your life. She's about to be like, she's about to be the next star. You might want to book her for your podcast before oh my she's my god, today. Yeah. Um, yeah she's, a she's, she's a star. She's directing a few episodes of Dear White People this year, and she did one last year. And she directed Ladylike, which is a short that I did, and another short that that was uh, went to um, the um, Palm Springs Film Festival uh, called Girl Call-In, And she directed a couple episodes of. Uh, she directed an episode of Last OG. I, this is I'm just oh, wow. pumping her. She directed as uh, a boomerang. She direct like she's everything and more she's so good she's awesome and fantastic and you should know her name
0: hell yeah hell yeah and you know, to those strong Black women, showrunners, directors, executives, I just want the message to go out that I am never above playing <laughs> the token white friend. Okay, I will always.
2: You be it, a good um, token white friend. You a good token white friend.
0: Stevie <laughs> off the Parkers was like a dream role for me. Do you guys oh, wow. do the
1: remember Parkers? Stevie on the
0: Parkers? Or like Chelsea? Oh my god! I thought I was going to be the next Chelsea off Raven.
2: You know what, Rach, you just have to do, you're going to be on, you're going to have your own show.
0: Wow, this is just, and this is where you, I You shine
2: too bright to honestly be a, a sidekick.
0: There is a smile tattooed <laughs> on my face, okay? And it has been it's there since we jumped on this call with Court. Um, okay, but Court, before we get out of here, what do you want people checking for from you? We're
2: shooting the last and final season of, the fourth and final season of Dear White People right now, and that's been you know it's interesting because we're in a pandemic so it's like weird um and I'm but I'm excited about I think it's going to be a really good season when it's all said and done and so I'm I'm excited to finish that like complete that kind of chapter in my life which really brought me you know like level it leveled me up it really right. like unless especially that last season season three where I kind of my character kind of, I it took me to another level mm-hmm. um of just like my career and financially and everything right what I right. can ask for what I can do um <clears throat> so I but I don't know what's next and I guess all I all I ask is that like you know people just continue to support those um those artists that they are interested in whether you are you know the next big thing in Vogue or Interview Magazine or not you know I think that that's really what we need as artists is consistency and, con- and a consistent um, uh, support because you're not always going to be you know coming out with a movie you're not always going to be you know coming out with you know the next album or whatever it is that you do right but um but like I I know that I have I know that I love what I do. I know that I do, I try my best to do it with the utmost integrity. Um, I'm not just going to take some bullshit. I want everything that I do to really um, be a part of my legacy. And I just hope that the people that, you know, believe in me, they continue to support me because of that, because I am a good person and because I I, I, have, I put a lot of work into what I do, not just because I'm popping. Because like that, right. that comes and goes.
1: Hell yeah. Courtney Sauls, homie, lover, performer, friend, uplifter of others, uh, <laughs> seeker of black creatives, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Plugger of Tiffany Johnson and season four <laughs> of De-
0: <laughs> It's true. And you can follow Courtney on Instagram. She got a great Instagram and you uh at Co is it CoSaulz? It's CoSalls. And you can also take courtney's classes on sundays at 10 and 11 30 los angeles PST. time via one down dog what was that court
2: pst i was saying pacific pacific standard oh, yeah. time but not maybe not too long because um you know i'm just trying She's to keep busy <laughs>
1: 2021
2: i might be letting go of those classes so if you want to see me you got a month Hey.
0: run don't walk run don't walk all right <laughs> this has been such a treat Courtney, thanks for coming on Ain't nobody checking for me i'm rachel Jarofsky. i'm Cody
1: wilkins and we are out, wilkins, and we are out. checking for me checking for
0: me and for me for me